We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not the man. So Jesus is laying some things on the line here, that if we will grasp these truths will tremendously change your life. Now, James says, you'll deceive your own heart if he seems to be religious and bridleth not his tongue. You've got to watch what you speak. You will defile your own heart. And you don't want to defile your heart. What happens is the Saul takes what you say to be exactly what you wanted to happen. Whether it's right or wrong, good, bad, or indifferent, you have planted a seed. The words that you have spoken. Remember, the soil does not decide whether it's right or wrong. It is the seed that determines what the harvest will be. Now let's notice. Let's go to Psalms 34. And I want to pick up on a scripture here. We're talking about being transformed or defiled by words. David has something to say about that that I believe is important. Psalms 34 and 12. He asks the question, what man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Now listen to it. Desireth life. Is anyone here that doesn't desire life? Loveth many days that he may see good. He tells you how to do it. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile or deceit. Don't speak deceit. Don't deceive your heart. Because the word spoken is the seed you're sowing. It may not mean anything to anybody else, but words that you speak are important to you. Because you believe more and have more faith in what you say than what anyone else says. Doesn't matter who it is, you have more faith in it than what anyone says. So he that loveth many days and wants to see good, he keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. Now go with me to Proverbs chapter 10. Now if you haven't read the book of Proverbs concerning the things that it says about words, then you need to get into it and begin to read it. Proverbs 10, verse 11. The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. He draws from that. The things of life. Now, does that agree with what Jesus said? A good man out of the good treasure is already bringing forth good things? Certainly it does. Go to Proverbs, the 11th chapter. Verse 3. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Integrity of the upright. In other words, the words you speak. Integrity of your words. Speaking the things that are true. Now the devil's programmed our vocabulary with all kinds of foolishness and untruth. Well, that just tickles me to death. Well, you didn't die. <laughs> just dying to go. Going to die if I don't. 
<laughs> Boy, it's getting quiet in here. I know I'm on your toes, but I'm going to stand there. Because Jesus will heal your toes. The Bible says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Now to be scriptural about it, to speak the truth, and be a man of integrity of your words, then we ought to say, Woo, I laughed till I knew I'd live forever. <laughs> Tickled me to life. Hmm? Isn't that right? But Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine. Is anyone in here taking medicine to die? <laughs> what if the doctor wrote you his prescription and says, on the bottle, you got home, and he says, take three of these a day until they kill you. Well, you're not going to die just because you said tickle me to death. But you see, you're in a negative stream. We're so negative. And if you're not careful, it'll lead you right down that primrose path to destruction. You know, you say, well, go down here to the third red light. Why didn't you say the third green light? See, we're negative. The devil's programmed our vocabulary. Boy, we said that's awful good. Well, now, was it awful or was it good? <laughs> now, you want to know what is the subtlety of Satan in that? You've got to blend and it loses its power. See, you can have no faith in it being good or awful because it was awful good. <laughs> I know I catch myself saying it sometimes. You have to work at this. Now, you know what Satan's after? He's after diluting your words with non-working words. Words that won't work for you. Seeds that are no good. And another thing he's after is to get you to where you don't believe that what you say will come to pass. Because the principle of the God kind of faith, you must believe what you are saying will come to pass. So if you're saying all these other things, who oh, isn't that a big dog when it's a little bitty chihuahua? Then you don't believe what you're saying. And then you talk all this. Woo, isn't it cold outside? And it's 105. Perverse speech. Crooked speech. Perverseness of tongue. What's it designed to do? It's designed to the devil to keep you from believing what you say will come to pass. Now, you talk that all day. Tickle me to death. Laughter thought I'd die. Just die and go. Going to die if I don't. Isn't that a big dog? Isn't it cold outside? All things, no power in that. Then somebody called and said, Aunt Susie is sick. Would you come speak a word of faith over her? You can't. You don't believe what you say will come to pass. You haven't practiced releasing faith in words. Y'all still out there? Did you go home? <laughs> You've got to practice this thing. You've got to bring your vocabulary in the line with the word of God. Jesus said, let your yea be yea and your nay nay. Anything more than that cometh of evil. Now what he's talking about is not swearing, you know, but making a bunch of things before it. You know, somebody said, there's 10 million cars out there. And why did they say that? They didn't think you'd believe it if they said there's a lot of cars out there. So they exaggerated. Out of proportion. <laughs> Think you get folks to believe it then, if you exaggerate it. Like one fellow said, told his boy, 
He come in and said, there's 10 million bees out there on the porch. He said, son, I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. (laughs) Proverbs 11, verse 6, the righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but the transgressor shall be taken in his naughtiness. Verse 8, the righteous is delivered out of trouble, but the wicked come in his stead. What happens? The wicked come in his place. The righteous are delivered out of trouble. Why are the righteous delivered out of trouble? Go to the 11th chapter, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Did you know you can tap the tree of life? Now, when he's talking about the fruit of the righteous, he's talking about the things you speak. Come to the 12th chapter. Verse 14, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. The fruit of the mouth is what he's referring to here. Now, let me just skip through here and we're running out of time. I want to bring you some of these things into your thinking. The 12th chapter, verse 18, there is that speaketh like the piercing of the sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. In other words, he speaks healing. He doesn't speak sickness and disease. He talks about health. Come down to chapter 13, verse 2. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. By the fruit of what? By the fruit of his mouth. Verse 3. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. See, a man that is of few words... They may think, well, you know, that guy is just ignorant. He just don't say anything. But it would be better sometimes, you know, if we just let people believe we're ignorant than to open our mouth and remove all doubt. (laughs) Now, what we're talking about here is the power of the tongue to speak words that bring forth the manifestation in our life. Things that we say. Have you ever noticed that people talk about their children, they prophesy to them, say, now you just watch, you get out in that street, you go get run over by a car. Do you really believe that? Well, no, I'm just saying it so they won't go in the street. You keep saying that and it'll get in your heart. Not only that, it'll get in that child. There's a better way to go about it than prophesying that he's going to get killed when he gets in the street. I had a pastor say to me, I was teaching on this one time, he's sitting right on the front seat. And he said, Brother Caps, I won't tell you what happened. When our boy was five years old, we kept telling him that. You're going to get run over in the street. Every time we'd see a dog on the side of the road, the car hit, we'd stop and show it to him. said, that's what'll happen to you if you get in the street. And said, you know, he got hit by a car not long after that. And he said, I didn't have any idea that we had anything to do with it. But they instilled in him fear. And actually it became a negative force. And they were prophesying it every time. Now, if they believe what they say is coming to pass, brother, you are partner to what happened. Now, see, there's power in that. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I trust you've been with us all this week. We've been talking about being transformed or defiled by words. Words you speak either transform you or defile you. You know, Jesus said you give account of every idle word you speak in the day of judgment. But this book and CD offer number 7513. It's a 77-page paperback entitled God's Image of You. 
and two CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. Now, here are the chapter titles of this book. I believe it'll be a blessing to you and help you understand how to allow God's image to be imprinted in you. Seeing yourself as God sees you. That's chapter one. Created to have dominion. Did you know that God gave Adam dominion over this planet? And until God comes back and takes back this planet after 6,000 years of determined time, man still has dominion over it. Chapter three is in the image of God. Seeing yourself in the image that God created you. Mankind is in the image and likeness of God after the six days of the Genesis account, but he fell from grace. But once you're born again, you're restored. Now, chapter 5 is speaking the image. You speak the image of God, and it creates that image on the inside of you. What is God's image? What he said about you in his word? Say what he said. I have given, it is given unto me. There is abundance and no lack. My God has met my need according to his riches in glory. Doers of the Word are winners in life. The book is worth that for just that one chapter. Doers of the Word are winners in life. Then chapter 7 is above principalities and powers. Chapter 8 is God's hope of glory, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's offer number 7513, 77-page book plus two CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.